welcome to Patch Notes, the show that has been described as uh, extremely necessary to anyone's life. Um, yeah. I, I say that all the time. You I'm do the say that you're constantly I'm messaging describing me. it that way. Yeah, it's a little embarrassing, but it, it's also, you know, it's, it's nice. It's nice to hear from you sometimes, especially uh, 3 a.m. saying that this is necessary. Uh, that, yeah. that other voice you hear is John John Bernhard, as That's always. Hello, hello, John. How are you? Hey, Trav. I'm all right. We're doing a morning recording session. Not to That's right. Very strange for us. Yeah, uh, my, it's it's nighttime when we when we're I got I got some surprise time to work because the the weekend's weird and uh, and uh you have a uh, a dog that you're yeah, looking after. Um, our our family dog. Um, he, he's 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 not old old, but he's like seven or eight. Um, so he's is getting, he a big he's, dog or a little dog? He's he's a he's a golden lab. Um, okay, so, so big he's dog. like you know he's he's one of the smaller of the big dogs. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, maybe like a hundred pounds or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so his back right leg, I believe. Um had a thing where he completely fucked it up. Um, and we, sure. he has to have, like, had to have a plate put in and fused to the bone and screws and all that. And so he's going to be out of commission for, like, six to eight weeks. And the first week or two is, like, he gets to lay in the basement all day. And we have, we you know, we we run around babying him. And, you know, he's... Well, he's really having a good time, is what you're telling yes, me. Yes, and, I mean, he's doped to the gills. So a lot of the times, like... When when he's not in that weird space where the medication's wearing off, but it, he can't have another one yet. Right, that's um, no fun. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's mainly just vegetating. <laughs> um, he, of course, it, the the part of it which sucks for besides the obvious, the part which sucks for him is he has to wear a cone. Oh, um, does he do it? Yeah, well, I mean, he, he doesn't like it, but well, no, 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 no one like no, he's no animal likes out of it. His mind most of the it time. It would be really so. funny if an animal really liked wearing the cone. Wearing the cone, like, I mean, it's yeah, you, used after, as a weapon. Like afterwards, they wouldn't they wouldn't let you take it off. Yeah. Um. um so he's uh, he's been aw. He's a, he's a trooper. He'll be fine. Well, if there's anything that people online never never like and have no sympathy for, it's dogs. So I'm yes. sure that. Uh, you'll find you'll find no one who thinks that that is a good story. Um, no, no, everyone will. That's that's lovely. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about his leg, but I'm happy that he is uh, getting the care he needs. Yeah. So um, we woke up, woke up, checked in on him and then uh, made some grilled cheese and. Ooh, grilled cheese here. in the morning. That's yeah. that, you know what I actually. So I'm not a cheese person, but right. I will also say I, I recognize that grilled cheese has. A stig like has a you know it's it's basically uh, pigeonholed as a dinner and lunch food. Yeah, I don't but I don't understand that. I get it as a breakfast food, honestly, because yeah. it's just butter and bread and cheese, which is yeah. like a lot of what people eat for breakfast. There's your you know your your unhealthy carb package because carbs are poison, calories are poison. Uh, we must all eat kale, but um, carbs give you energy. Yeah, that's true, and you know you just uh, you know, put uh get get that. Bread buttered up, put it in the pan. American, a slice of American, and some shredded cheddar cheese, um, and that'll do you. That will do you. Well, that's nice. Um, you, when I'm feeling really fancy and or unhealthy, uh, you put the the cheese on the on the outside as well, and you just oh, you, how does you, that work? Well, you just you like an open faced at that point. Well, you still got it. It's still a sandwich, but you make sure to like crisp cheddar cheese onto the outside of the bread. Oh, so it's so almost like those, an Asiago kind of yeah, thing going on. So you get that, okay. those really crispy, cheesy ends. My goodness. But, yeah. Um, don't that take that's you know the grilled cheese is like the easiest thing in the world to make. So you don't always you know take the extra steps. John, but, you got uh, the whole club salivating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we're here to talk about video games. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry that we're not here to talk about grilled cheese. It, it seems like that might be a, that might be a winning podcast formula. Um, yeah, we're here to talk about video games, although not not really, because mostly it's just uh, more labor issues that are happening within video games. Yeah, um, I'm, uh, sorry there to, I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> there haven't really been any big releases in the last, like, there's... No, not uh, Everything really. got pushed away. We mentioned this last time, like, everything got kind of pushed away from Elden Ring. <laughs> it um, makes sense. I mean, good, yeah. good, th- good thinking on their part. Um, I know but, that, um, I mean, really, the only the only games that I'm excited about that have come out recently are i mean other than elden ring which i'm playing a lot of uh but um you know like we talked about norco before and i had the devs on i'm excited about that and also a game of the uh friend of the show 
Meredith Gran, um, Perfect Tides. So you might know Meredith Gran from the lovely uh, comic strip Octopus Pie, uh, but her uh, game um, uh, Perfect Tides came out, which is like a high school uh, sort of visual novel, sort of dating sim, kind of like mm-hmm. it, it's interesting. But that's another one that I'm interested in. But other than that, like, I don't know, man, there's not there's not a lot coming out. The new Saints Row was supposed to come out uh, counter-programming Elden Ring, and they wisely delete it to later in the year. I, I, yeah. I doubt they delete it specifically because of that, but uh, because obviously games get delayed all the time because of, you know, the game. Yeah, there's all yet. sorts of reasons. Right? Um, but it's but a good I idea. Think, yeah, I think looking at how things went with the Elden Ring launch, because that thing's now moved like 20 million copies. <laughs> well, and, and it's not like I mean, the thing with the thing with Elden Ring and Saints Row is like Saints Row I you said it right with like counter programming. It's the right way to say it because like it's not, it's not especially different, right? Like it's it, the audience that is. Like mm-hmm. I think the audience for Elden Ring and the audience for Saints Row is not as different as you might imagine. Um, the people who will be excited about excitedly playing Saints Row are some of the same people that will be that have been excitedly playing Elden Ring. So um, I think you know you, you're really you're really getting a lot more of the pie at that point by putting it out a little later. Yeah, I don't think anyone wants to drop an open world game or even just a game with a really big map um, anytime <laughs> right. before like July. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Um, I mean, that, that's when people will be getting tired of Elden Ring, I guess, or not tired, but uh, ready for something else. Um, hey, can I, I also wanted to drop, I keep forgetting, uh, before we get to the meat of the show, um, if you are looking for a place to talk about games and stuff, um, the uh, the lovely uh, forum slash website slash uh, Goon um, uh, Exodus Point, uh, Bread and Roses, uh, friend of uh, friend of the show Zyla, um, to, is is one of the people who works there. And um, I'm trying to find the actual forum site right now. I should have thought of this ahead of time, but uh, has uh, somewhat, um, I guess, yeah, no sponsor of the show, just a, a friend. It's uh, Bread and Roses and you can just join up, and it's basically like. Uh, Basically, like, sort of more, I don't know, probably, like, more, like, Twitter leftist, uh, you know. I can guess ca- by the name, it sort of shares our politics. Yeah, and, you know, they, 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 they're they careful about harassment and stuff like that, unlike, you know. The, <laughs> it's a the, very uh, funny way of putting it. Uh, they make sure not to get caught. Oh, no, no, oh, God. <laughs> no, no, they actually care. Unlike, you know, I mean, look, I, 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 I admire and respect uh, the legacy of the forums, but uh, certainly... The, uh, the something awful forums were not a uh, a land of respect and tolerance no, uh, necessarily. Was, so yeah, go check that out. I'll be I'll be trying to plug that on the on the shows coming up because I realized the best way to to help out a friend who wants to sponsor on my show is to sort of do it in the middle so people listen to it. But uh, enough of that. Um, let's uh, let's get to the meat of the show. Yeah. Um, so it, it this show is sort of weirdly. If you've listened to our previous episodes, uh, we sort of like we may as well just have a segment for Blizzard um, Activision. But yep. I guess it's now Activision Blizzard King Microsoft or something. King like, Microsoft, the, huh? Um, yeah, King is a, another company they acquired. That's the um, those are the people who make uh, uh, Candy Crush. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which is all like their biggest revenue. <laughs> that's, that's the, oh, I was like, gonna say like essentially yeah. just printing money. Yeah, like that, I, it's that in, in COD. I give myself a hard time for for playing a lot of gotcha games, but the the amount of money people are pumping into to get like a couple of extra minutes back on Candy Crush, and I don't blame them for it. But uh, boy, that's gonna that's a small small country's economy. Yeah. So uh, the unionization effort at Activision Blizzard uh, is ongoing. We're talking about the uh, the Q and A workers at Raven, um, and there was a, an article in the Post, the Washington Post. That rag um, about that, yeah, yeah. Um, they, the post is, I think, uh, now the post is okay writing, over there writing about gaming. Gene Pack, is that yeah, Gene's not bad. Gene's one of my favorite, uh, sort of national writers about that. I have my, you know, he, I, I have my agreements and disagreements with him, but he's yeah. certainly better than the Times. Uh, he's uh, not actually, the, I, I thought he might be the writer on this. He's not actually the reporter on this specific article, but he is the guy I think who runs the launcher. I think it's Gene Park because I think Park, Gene Park, yeah, Pack is uh, that's the that's the guy from um, that's a that's a comic book writer, right? Yeah, Greg Pack, Greg Pack, Greg Pack, who's who I also like actually. His yeah. Hulk is very good. Um, um yeah, so uh, this is a a, a post article by uh, Mikhail Klementov. Is his name 
Oh, I know um, him. Yeah, he he's a uh, he's a uh, he's a um, I, I follow him online. He's a uh, he's a very nice guy, smart dude. Nice. Uh, he is. Um, so yeah, the the uh, Ravens. If you'll re- remember, after the California Fair Labor and Standards Act, brouhaha, um, uh, landed and the walkout started, and and this whole segment of um the Activision blistered labor unrest began. Yes, yes. Um, immediately there was another incident in uh, Minnesota, no, Wisconsin, um, at Raven Software, where the uh, they didn't they demanded, I believe they demanded all the QA guys move over there, and they weren't even full-time guys, and they fired a bunch of them. Is um, it Minnesota's a right-to-work state, right? Minnesota is. This is Wisconsin. I mean— Oh, Wisconsin. I thought you said Minnesota yeah. for some reason. Wisconsin is also— Yeah. <laughs> I was incorrect. Wisconsin, I think, is even more of a right yeah, to work yeah. state. I, the, uh, the Republicans have taken over recently. Um, they, they, the, both those states used to be big Democratic states. In the, well, the Midwest uh, is always—I mean, like, look, I, the, the Republicans are—we are, we can talk all about, like, how that's uh, essentially a rearguard movement that's been, like, whatever. But, like, the Midwest, I will say, even before— the Democrats' recent extreme fecklessness has always been like essentially a land of, uh, you know, just like it's fifty-fifty at best. Like yeah. <laughs> you'll get, you'll get you'll get some some Democrats when when people feel like it's time to have some Democrats, and they'll always go back to Republicans, though. Yeah. Anyway, the, go ahead. Um, uh, the money graph in this is the statement from. Um, from uh, Activism Blizzard spokesperson Rich George, uh, uh-huh. here's what he has to what say. What a good name for him. Yeah, it's just fantastic. <laughs> he's not poor George, he's Rich George. While we respect the NLRB process, we are disappointed that a decision that could significantly impact the future of our entire studio will be made by fewer than 10% of our employees. Ah, we classic. believe a direct relationship with team members is the best path to achieving individual and company goals. It's very funny when precisely a company becomes a democracy, isn't it? Yep. 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 Well, I mean, that's, that's the thing to do, right? Like it, it, yeah. you, having, having been on a union before and like, I'm, you know, many people listening to this have, this isn't like a special thing that only I've done, but like it, it, it's very, very true that when, when they, when they want to, uh, when they want to start like, pressing down against you a little bit the the line becomes hey like how many of you guys are in the union do you know they're like they're they're taking out of your paycheck and are you like do you even care about this like don't you want to just like we'll give you a little more money like that's such a classic management move and it works like you know it's what yeah it's what they're doing in starbucks right now um, yeah along it, with it, literally every other union busting tactic imaginable starbucks um, seems to be doing quite badly at keeping their places from unionizing so yeah, more power I mean, to the unions we'll at starbucks see how that goes Listen, I, you know I, my 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 tolerance for optimism is not particularly high so i agree. yeah <laughs> i like i want to sort like I, I hate saying shit like this because it's like it's being a aggressive downer but what you'll want to pay attention to is when the contract negotiation starts. Individual stores unionizing is good, but it doesn't like those votes are the first of the first of the first step. Right. Well, um, yeah. And I think I think, you know, honestly, I think a lot of the a lot of the people who are part of these uh, unions would say the same thing is like, yeah. you know, like, yeah, this is good. Like we're, we should. But like saying this is the the win is going to because uh, like if you if you take your foot off the gas because like, oh, we won, we we got the unionization like. That's when that's when things go real bad. There's a degree of like news exhaustion about this stuff. Yep. Like we're going to get to a point six months from now where every other day we're going to be hearing about a store unionizing, but a contract hasn't been signed and won't be signed because Starbucks is going to do everything in their power up to and including trying to overturn or gut the National Labor Re- Relations Act. Um, in With Joe Biden stop. in the White House? Never. Yeah, it's fucked up. Um, they, that, I mean, Amazon's like. There's going to be a, a case is going to go to the Supreme Court at some point, and it's going to have some very powerful plaintiffs. Um, Amazon is, has already basically signaled that they want to um, put that put put the NLRB itself at the center of this of the um, conversation here. Their statement after sure. uh, that warehouse, the 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 infamous, you know, the famous um, lauded uh, Amazon warehouse in New York City unionized. Uh, Amazon's statement about that directly said that they it was more or less just a direct accusation at the NLRB through the election in favor of the workers. Um, 
And it doesn't have to be true for the Kavanaugh court to rule in its favor. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah. Now now you're really getting controversial. up, I know. Um, Um, But, you know, this is, there's a, you know, the window for getting this all done by the book is closing. Um, Sure. Midterm, we're going to, the, I mean, I can see a future where Joe Biden gets a second term. I just don't see how we get there from here. Like, you know, like, yeah, it's, there, a, it's a little like if the if the war in Ukraine had like if Russia had held off on driving everyone insane um, in their own country for like another two and a half years so that um, Biden could have gotten a, the very, very brief. It's already gone. A wartime boost to his approval, like right before the election. Then maybe, then maybe I see him, you know, being able to uh, hold off Trump or DeSantis or whoever the uh, the Republican nominee is. Um, but I just don't see how we get there. And once Biden loses the White House, um, then we're going to be under a Republican NLRB again. And I think and- they're gonna they're gonna make <laughs> sure this time um, that it doesn't. Yeah, right. That you know. That there's nothing left for these company for these workers to go back to when a Democrat if if a Democrat ever does get back in power. I mean, I think I mean, I think that's that. that yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it it is it's an interesting time, given that labor fomenting is at a peak we haven't seen in a long time, too, yeah. which and I think like the one thing the one thing to sort of caution, uh, not caution, but like to sort of like cut the. The, you know, perfectly reasonable uh, pessimism. I, I don't want to say because you're absolutely right. It's like we have to be careful and we have to be a little worried um, or a lot worried. But the the other thing is the the nature of like extremely unfriendly labor practices yeah, it's, it's, um, is is like it's not you know, you can look back into the into the 19th and early 20th century where they were far more, um, you know, far more brutal than they are now. But people were just interested in. Uh, striking and having unions, and so it actually ended up working out. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's a just about who's in power. It's right. a double-edged sword if they do go through with gutting the NLRB, because right. that's going to increase labor militancy. And what this all comes down to is, you know, worker power versus state power. Well, Correct. worker power versus capital mediated by state power. Um, and the thing, and the thing about the thing about. Um, We'll get back to the video games in a second. Folks, I swear. <laughs> um, the thing about um, the thing about like the uh, union uh, concept and the idea of of labor militancy is that it shouldn't matter who's in charge because essentially you can withhold your labor, and yeah. once you withhold your labor, it becomes ext- and like yeah, okay, like there will be more draconian punishments for withholding your labor, but uh, you know that that is sort of expected. Right. Like as, yep. as you get closer to power, they're going to, you know, crack the whip harder. Yeah. You know, it, it is an escalating series of confrontations. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to believe that at the end we will eventually win. Um, and these are good, like the the spaces. These are like the three big spaces to be organizing in right now. The the warehouses for Amazon of just delivery people, warehouse people, people who move goods around the supply chain. Then right. Starbucks, the service workers, the people who move the service economy in its entirety, um, you know, and, and basically act as the underclass uh, support, more or less support staff for, you know, professionals and, and the managers of empire. Uh, right. And then you've got um, the tech people and the tech people are the ones who actually like as, as far as, you know, America doesn't make too much stuff anymore. But to the we extent used to that make America- things in this country. The, to the extent that America does make new things, they make them in the tech sector, like computer programs, uh, software that interfaces with hardware, uh, that sort of stuff. The manufacturing's done elsewhere, but the you know the technological creation of you know software itself is work, and it is labor, and it is you know uh, you know it, that that is that is a labor product. It can be withheld and it should, you know, conditions used to be good in that part of the industry until, um, well, until Obama told everyone to learn to code. That was it wasn't entirely Obama's fault, but that was a, that was a there was a concerted push to flood the tech market with more skilled labor to drive down wages. Right. Um, 
Well, and again, double edged sword. But yeah, yeah. I, I think like I think you're right. Like it is it is this. Uh, I don't know. We're, we're sort of seeing we're sort of seeing like what every what every every, you know, terrible reactionary writer always says is like, oh, hard times make like strong men. But like in labor, if that's not the case, like it, I'm not I'm not that's a, a dumb thing to say, period. But like the 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 thing about labor is it is it is true that if things are going well, you can more easily convince anyone. And, and, and you know, it's not their fault. It's like a totally reasonable human nature thing. You can convince them that, like, you know, you, you might lose out on a good thing if you if you join this union. But if like if everything's gone to crap, then like, no, like yeah. <laughs> you're not going to convince anyone of that. So that was that's the main update on that front. Um, they've been there have been other things ongoing there. They're doing the usual um, practice of giving everybody but the unionizing workers a raise. <laughs> there, um, you know, there's been talk about you know people getting moved around the office and split up. And you know, if, if you've ever been involved in unionization, you know this is normal. Does. Yeah, um, because the only punishment they ever face is a fine, and for Companies of this size, a fine means no punishment at all. Correct. Um, and again, that you know, if you want to say maybe the NLRB is not the the institution we need as a savior, there there's your answer, right? Yeah, uh, but that's not the only reason Activision Blizzard is in the news. Do you want to tell oh. us the, uh, the other reason? The other, the other, and the, <laughs> yeah. and the connection to another tech uh, giant. That's in yeah, that, Bobby uh, Kotick is uh is in the news again, folks. <laughs> Uh, Bobby Kotick's ex-girlfriend has uh, requested a restraining order against him. Um, this was it's it's slightly old news. I think the, the restraining order is from a couple years ago. But the, the real news is what is is his, his then girlfriend's like. All right. So he's, for some reason, this guy can't keep a girlfriend. I'm, it's very weird. I know he seems like such a great guy. Yeah. Uh, but his then girlfriend was Cheryl Sh- Sandberg, the uh, Facebook slash. I, or, sorry. Now it's meta executive oh is that the one who did that video of the 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 she crypto? is the lean, she yes i think so uh, she's most famous for being the lean in person. now i don't want to i don't want i'm just kidding it's oh you know even though she made bad videos she does not deserve what bobby kotick yeah but well, no because what's going on here is the girlfriend before cheryl sandberg is the one that bobby ah, okay i misread the article then. cheryl sandberg put pressure on uh, the Wall Street Journal, no, the Daily Mail. The, the Wall Street Journal reported this. This was about two occasions in 2014 when Bobby Kodak went to this uh, previous woman he was in a previous relationship with house and it costed her. Um, and Sheryl Sandberg leaned on the Daily Mail not to publish this. <laughs> Lean, um, leaned in on the Daily Mail? Or is that, <laughs> yes, yes. Is that okay? Can um, we say that? Um. So, uh, the so that you know, this guy has sucks. been having like this stuff follow him for ten years. It's not even like like notably outstandingly bad behavior for the kind of pe- person he is. Like that, you know, couple restraining orders, couple harassment charges, uh, threatened to kill a secretary or two. Jeez. Um. I mean, I think you know. what's amazing about this is like it, I, almost everyone in the industry seems to like agree at this point that like you can easily run a company without Bobby Kotick. Yeah, Just I mean, get him out of there. The, they're going to, but yeah, I, I feel like Microsoft can't kick him to the curb soon enough, um, and they know it, and. Like stories like this are just going to continue to come out until they eventually pull the trigger on that. But, you know, but the the more they dither on it, the more they can. I mean, like, honestly, at some point, you just have to do it. Yeah. Um, It feels like this. See, the thing about this is that it's really a Sandberg story less than it is a Kodak story. If this was new, if this was a new allegation against Kodak, then maybe we'd see a um, a a speeding up of the transition. Uh, time. I'm not even sure. Is is the Microsoft uh, purchase of Activision even official yet? That's is a good Justice question. Is still reviewing it? Uh, that's a very good question. I am not sure. Jimmy, look that up for us. <laughs> I, all right. No, it's, it is not proved yet. The regulators are still going over the deal. 
Okay, well um, then you can't fire Bobby Kotick. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, so yeah, he can't. He can't. He can't be removed yet. Um, it pains me to have close. to defend Microsoft in this way, but uh, yeah, they can't. They their hands are currently tied by due process. Yeah. Oh, and, you know, here's another story from uh, Eurogamer. Um, Activision blames Microsoft acquisition for failure to hire another woman to its board. Ah. Uh, oh yes. Well, you know, it's. It's a tough situation, but I'm sure you know that you have to. You have to admit they made it tough. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we can't hire another woman. You just purchased us. Wait, no, okay. This, and then the story was updated yesterday to say actually we're going to add two more women to the board, but we're increasing the board size to eight. Ah, good. So, what does that do? Uh, I'm, I'm confused. I'm I'm seven years old. I've never heard of a board of directors. Uh, isn't that good to have more people on the board? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so there's gonna so there's gonna be eight men and four women on the board for anyone playing long at home. Uh, this doesn't, I mean, this is this is like this is glass ceiling second wave feminism. Uh, it, it does not matter how many women are on the board of Activision Blizzard if it is going to continue to behave in the ways it structurally behaves. Correct. Um, yes. But it, I guess, but we still have to have these fights in the media constantly because um, that sort of representational politics is the only even slight sop to any sort of reform that a company like this is going to be willing to do outside of uh, a court restructuring or a uh, collective bargaining agreement. Uh, Both of which seem kind of impossible well, at this point. Well, the, uh, the union will eventually, if the, if the union survives, the union does its thing and, and expands and, you know, at the long, long light at the end of the tunnel, uh, mm -hmm. there is a collective bargaining agreement possible that could fix a lot of these problems, not with the board. I, I mean, I don't... I don't <laughs> You know, I don't really trust that thing that they do in Europe where they like the, the workers sit on the company board and have like 49 percent of the seats or something uh -huh. uh, so that they have no actual technical power, but they get co-opted into being in the room. Um, and, you know, and it, I, I think that uh, apparently that that is fairly, you know, good for uh, certain things with benefits. Sure, that's fine. But like. You know, you know, the point, if, if you don't own the company, you can't be sitting on the board. That makes you management like the, there's a you know, there's a, there's a reason for that divide. Right. Um, and, and bringing, you know, and, and obviously, you know, why they why they do it in, in Europe. It's it's to co-opt them and make them uh, part of the greater structure of capital um, in Europe, because those social democracies are based on uh abusing and expropriating labor from second-class citizens like refugees and uh, undocumented uh, guest workers and, um, you know, and, and, the, uh, and the global south. Correct. Uh, which is, you know, sort of how all those social democracies—I mean, we're not really saying anything. People who listen to this don't know. But, you know, that's how those social democracies fund all their stuff. Part of it is that all of their defense spending is actually being done by us, which was— uh, like the one true thing Trump ever like noticed or did about about the arrangement with the U.S. and Europe, and, and of course he phrased it like he was getting ripped off. Yeah, I'm like getting a was, bad deal from. Yeah, these I'm people. getting a bad deal. But no, no, the way it's supposed to work is that the U.S. spends all the money on defending it, so that that percentage of the budget can go into keeping Europe stable. Because if Europe isn't the, with the with the European Union and uh, and social democracy, because we've seen that if you let Europe become not stable, uh, world wars keep breaking out. You know, yeah, the one that's true. kind of about to break out right now. <laughs> Listen, it's fine. It's, I, so it's, it's not a great series of arrangements, but I, I am hoping, you know, that we never adopt that, that style of, um, of, of bringing the workers into the room and therefore making them both neutered and complicit. Um, yeah, I mean, you have a good point. I, I, I think like on some level, you, I think there's an argument to be made that that is essentially where you go with with social democracy as we understand yeah. it. Like that's kind of uh, what what we what you end up with because uh, it is a half measure. But um, on the other hand, there's no reason to to be happy with half measures. I mean, you can understand them as transitional, but I think if you're if you're looking at U.S. politics and you're saying like, yeah, it's transitional. Um, then it, it, I don't think that that's a really realistic way of viewing where we're at in U.S. politics. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, if in 20 years or so we're in a situation where I'm instead on here ranting about labor aristocracy, 
That'd be cool. Will be, that, that, <laughs> I, then things will be, have gone so much better than I suspect they actually will over the next 20 years. I hope you're um, I hope you're on here ranting about labor aristocracy in 20 years. That means a lot of good stuff for both of us. And yeah, I mean, that is true. Not least of all, we're both alive. That's yeah. pretty good. Um, so that's uh, that's what's <laughs> going on with Activision Blizzard. Uh, the 20 minutes of the show that are just devoted to talking about Activision Blizzard. Yeah. Um, patch notes brought to you by Activision Blizzard. No, we are. Um, we no, not yeah, they this. would not pay for uh, this. I don't think. No, I think they would not um, be pleased. But they can. They are. They're free to send us six figures if they, if that's what they want to do. <laughs> they uh, want, if you want this segment to stop, please send us six figures. Yes. Um. So Amy Hennig is going back. Is well, not going back. She's working on Star Wars again. So the thing with Star Wars is that after the Disney purchase, there was an exclusive deal made with. Electronic Arts, right? For the Star Wars license, then it lasted like seven years, six years. And you know um, what? There's no better person to make a deal with than Electronic Arts. Yes, uh, and it was a disaster. Um, they got like three games out of it. They got the two Battlefront, the two Star Wars Battlefront games, which I mean, people they, liked. Mm, kind of. They they didn't like all the DLC, but I mean, I would say they were like the least. They were they weren't even like. Were they even the, the most popular multiplayer shooters that EA was making? Weren't they? Were, doesn't EA have like the Battlefront games as well? Yeah, they got the games that Dice makes. Yeah, um, and those well, I'm just, were, I'm just saying people people enjoyed some of the stuff about the Battle Battlefront games. But uh, yeah. you're right. I mean, mostly it was complaining, mostly um, and, and rightfully and, so. And then they also made uh, Fallen Order, oh, and, which people did like. Yeah. Oh, and then there was that also. They they broke out the. Um, the really bad star fighting from bat from the Star Wars Battlefront games into a less bad, uh, like arcade space game that's sort of like Star Fox. Mm. Um, but there was like, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I I forgot uh, about that Squadron something. Yeah, it was Squadrons. That's right. Star Wars Squadrons. Yes, Star Wars Squadrons. Um, and you know, I like Fallen Order a lot. Um, I'll like it. I'll, I'm sure I'll like the next one. Um, because they are making a sequel. Um, but you know, well, it was. Good. It seems like there's more meat on that bone. Yeah, it was the correct move, I think, to not re-up the um, the exclusivity agreement with EA, considering what a disaster like of of canceled games, like the stuff we never got was. And one of those canceled games was Amy Hennig's. Um, she was hired right. in 2014. Uh, to make a like, because she was hired off of the Uncharted. Is she the Uncharted person? I believe so. Um, let me make sure I'm not confusing her with. Yeah, I was gonna say we should we should make sure that that's that's true. Because I know she worked on. Um. Yeah, I, yeah, she came over from. Um, Naughty Dog, I believe. Okay, is, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, so she was brought over to do one of those. Like, a big single-player experience. Um, and it went nowhere, and it died. And EA, because EA, we've talked about EA's problems with single-player games uh, in the mid-aughts, the death on this show. It's why Mass Effect died as a franchise. It's why right. Dragon Age is dead as a franchise, and why Dragon Age Inquisition was so weird, because it was you know, originally supposed to be a multiplayer, a, a an MMO that got, you know, they they relented and let them finish it as a single player game. And it was pretty it was I liked it a lot. But that huge area, like there was just this huge open area, um, the Frostback Basin, I believe it was called to start the game, which feels like an MMO area because that's what it originally was. There were all right. these like mounts you could buy that were obviously supposed to be um paid cosmetics that never got the paid cosmetic thing. So they just shoved them in the game. And so you, you have all these cosmetic options for your horse, which you <laughs> barely even use. That's uh, really your funny. Horse is, like, your horse wasn't even really all that much faster than walking on foot, which was bizarre. Well, that's but a classic was, MMO move. Yeah, it was actually. Slightly faster. <laughs> yeah, it was slightly faster, but not, you know, hugely faster. It wasn't like it wasn't like Torrent from Elden Ring. It was, you know, yes, like you said, uh, a 1.2 times move speed um, upgrade. So yeah, like there, 
EA was going through a huge identity crisis with regards to single player games uh, in the mid aughts, uh, mid teens, um, and uh, Amy Hedig's um, big, you know, uh, cinematic Star Wars game was one of the casualties. And so she's back with uh, since now Lucasfilm's games, which is owned by Disney, um, is is able to contract out with all sorts of different developers. Uh, she's at the helm of Skydance New Media. Um, Skydance New Media. Where do I know that name from? Is that the Tom Cruise thing? Skydance. Yes. <laughs> is it the Tom Cruise thing? John? I'm, I'm looking at it. Oh, 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 I thought I lost you there. Sorry. No, That's no, what no, I asked. No. Uh, it's all right. There is a Skydance Media. Uh, I I think it just works really cl really closely with Tom Cruise. What I like um, about Skydance Media, the concept is that it sounds like um, it sounds like some sort of bizarre Christian company that makes yeah. like Noah's Ark games or whatever. They're they're the ones with the with the the the, the weird globe opening. I, I always think of it like the planetarium opening. Oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah, you'll you'll have seen their their. Uh, their logo and their name if you watch any of the new Mission Impossibles or the Tom Cruise Jack Reachers because they work with, on basically all of Tom Cruise's movies. Um, <laughs> you think they're involved with the Church of Scientology? Probably not. Let's not. Yeah, uh, no, no, absolutely not. I mean, all right, we, we joked about Activision Blizzard, but they, the Scientology will actually sue us. That's why um, I said probably not. I, <laughs> yeah, allegedly probably not. Um, so yeah, she's she's getting back into it, and I think this is good as part of a larger trend of like Disney doesn't really know what to do with Star Wars at this point. Um, so the more that people who aren't Disney are doing stuff with Star Wars, the better it's going to be like, right. uh, apparently people have really loved that Skywalker saga, uh, Lego game. People are really into that game. Yeah. Um, not my thing. I, I've never, I've never liked the Lego games really, but, uh, you know, as far as, uh, it, it can't be worse than the films. Um, especially not that last one, um, you know, and, and I've heard, you know, the only, the only real complaints I've heard are like stuff about how the jump feels weird. Um, cause it's like, it's like a fighting game kind of, um, but, but you also play with the Legos and make the stuff. Yeah. You know, oh, really? Like, Lego like it's like a building thing almost. Yeah. Too. Um, but more stuff like that, like yeah, just getting the property out there, getting into hands other than, uh, EA's because EA has no idea what I, I, I'm not sure that like we, we've talked about Activision Blizzard, um, but at least that company seems to know what it wants to do in terms of the business space. Yeah, I mean, EA has no clue. EA feels yeah. like it's like blindly reaching in the dark every time we talk about them. Yeah, um, it's you know, very strange. They, they've got their sports licenses. They've got like FIFA happens every year. They've got um yeah, I mean, I guess that's the thing, right? Like, they have enough things that are big every year that they really have no issues keeping afloat. It's yeah, just more I of mean, an issue. Yeah. Their most recent big multiplayer entry in the Battlefield series is was Battlefield 2042, which has been a source of deep, deep humiliation for the company. Yeah, like, people hated that game. Uh, no one plays it. Like you'll go on at, at a peak playtime, there'll be like a thousand people worldwide on playing that thing. Jeez, it, you know it's a disaster. <laughs> yeah, that's you know? quite bad. That's like uh, that's a little unbelievable, actually. But all right, uh, and you know, I'm not one of these things. It's it's the uh, uh, some companies are actually too big to fail at this point. In EA is too big to fail. Yeah, like. We they have a disaster year like that's that's they've been having a disaster a year for like the last five years and it just doesn't matter because they've got um the right licenses and the right uh inertia you know to keep keep things going and that'll that'll keep happening up until I guess I mean people have been trying to predict um the collapse of AAA gming for as long as I've paid attention to AAA gaming. Yeah, well, it's, um, well, yeah, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to, yeah, it's supposed to constantly end. Uh, it never we does. We were talking about that back in 2008 or nine, Right. Um, that, that you know, the, the rising, the skyrocketing costs and the consolidation and longer games and all that stuff 
would eventually, you know, crash the industry. And look, and it'll just, change it the industry eventually, yeah. and it has. But like, yeah, the the idea of it killing AAA gaming is silly because AAA gaming is what a vast, vast majority of gamers play. Like, it's not. I think it's like it's like people predicting the end of Hollywood because of Marvel movies. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. like, sure, those have those have limited what we understand Hollywood to be for sure. But like, you know, it'll certainly make things worse, but there's not going to be a cathartic point of release. No, absolutely not. Because like it's because people like to watch it like that's 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 the end of it. You know, people people will watch Hollywood movies like that's just kind of what they'll do. Mm -hmm. So, Uh, you know, what are you what are you going to (laughs) do? The um, so, yeah, EA is is um, floundering, to say the least. So, you know, when when Fallen Order 2 comes out. I'll play it. I'll enjoy it. But like, you can't trust that studio, that mega studio, to be handling your business anymore. No, you know. So it I, for people who like Star Wars, I think it's really good that um that that deal is expired. Yeah. No. I mean, you finally have you finally have some op- some optimism about uh, the future of your your series. So you know, glad what glad to hear it for you guys out there in Star Wars land. Let's see what else. Um, this is only slightly. This is only tangentially video game related, but I've been watching the Halo television series. Oh, how is it? Uh, it's it's really like all right. So do you know? Uh, did you ever watch like Space Above and Beyond or um, Earth Final Conflict or any of those? Like I know what they are. Yeah. Like did what, I watch what, a lot of them? Like no. Semi like I don't want to call them like semi. They, they weren't like. As they weren't as pejoratively like sci-fi channel original as that term is understood now. Right. It wasn't it wasn't um like, I'm trying to think of like like uh like uh Mantis two or something like yeah. that. Like, yeah, we're talking it, like yeah. we're talking like the glory days of like when when Stargate SG one. I was gonna say it's like a Stargate sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah far escape yeah. around these 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 Shows that were following in Star Trek's footsteps while not doing Star Trek's thing or having or even having Star Trek's um, cultural effect. But, you know, they had slightly bigger budgets. They were goofy looking. They had had really obvious looks because everything had to be indoors, Um, you know, and and CGI wasn't where it is now um, for the effects. Uh, So you got a lot of like goofy excuses to just be talking in a uh in a in whatever the 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 set designer had cooked up cooked up uh right. this week right um or in, well or i put, mean you even you know, get you get that somewhere you get that famously in in star trek too where like yeah. they have the hollow hollow deck episodes where it's like and, oh and, okay cool <laughs> and this was slightly before everything was shot in british columbia too so it wasn't always the same canadian forests uh where the outdoor stuff was happening um, you know, you got you got your deserts and all that stuff. Now, Halo is a much higher budget. You know, well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not actually sure what the budget for it looks like compared to those old ones. But this is a nine episode season instead of a 22 episode order, and I'm assuming that it has a much larger budget given that. Um, I mean, at least by proportion standards, yeah. yes. I mean, if you're That's doing like right, if you're doing nine episodes versus 22 episodes, you can uh, you can spend a lot more on those nine episodes. And this is on Paramount Plus, so they like because everyone has their own streaming services these days. They really need people to remember that Paramount Plus exists, and they and want people to buy it. So you know, a decent amount of money has been put into this, but aesthetically and in terms of writing, uh, it is just it is ninety sci-fi, and you know, it it is good, not great, fun action, great effects for the package. If you like the Halo things, like the shield regenerating sound or the weapons, they got everything right. Um, it, it's very funny. Uh, before it came out, there was this um, this screen grab of Master Chief fighting one of the big aliens, and in the back is a Chevy Tahoe. Yeah, I remember that. And they said there will be. They basically said you'll regret your words and deeds when you when you learn the the origin of the Chevy Tahoe. Yeah, we never learned the origin of the Chevy Tahoe, that that Tahoe directly, but it basically says, yeah, so all these outlying colonies are just using shit from the old days. Like, they don't have anything new. Like, they, they had to scrabble and scrounge, and they've, you know, and like, because the whole thing about the Halo universe is, and this is from the games, not from the, from the show, is that, like, 
humanity's cultural and aesthetic development ended with the post-war United States Navy. Like the entire government is the is the space United States Navy, which is why like his this guy is a master chief petty officer. That's a naval rank. It's yeah, the, I think it's the highest enlisted, uh, um, enlisted uh, servicemen. Rank and usually, if you're a Navy. master chief petty officer, it means that you uh, you grief people after you kill them in <laughs> PvP. Yeah, and he uh, the the and like you know you, you get to space and it's been like it's like 300 years in the future and they're still using like 762 NATO rounds like they're still using guns that are basically just our guns that look slightly more sci-fi. Right. Um, you know, it's it, it's honestly, in some ways, one of the most like dour and nihilistic depictions of humanity's future that it w- that we reached the stars, but our cultural development got arrested in like the post-war Navy. Yeah, it's depressing. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and, it's, and the show is brutal about the Navy. Like the, the, they depict the human government as um, viciously evil. Um, like in, in ways I'm, I'm kind of shocked. You'll actually, will. there's a, a warning on episode three that, or it should be a warning on episode three <laughs> because, uh, if you have <laughs> issues, <laughs> if you have issues with eye trauma, like needles going into an eye, cool. um, they don't cut away so, the, or they like, do cut away is the problem. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, they hold the shot. <laughs> I was not expecting them to hold the shot, but they held the shot. Yeah, the show opens with like, all right. So the show opens with a covenant attack on a base, like, um, so the, they can, so that the master chief can arrive and kill the covenant, and you know, it's your standard introductory act, action scene. Right. But it opens Fair like enough. the the act. The first five minutes are like like a bunch of teenagers horsing around in the woods and talking about their futures. And then the Covenant arrive and just fucking blow them up. <laughs> like you, you, know, you see them get hit by like a, pl- a plasma burst, and this teenager just fucking explodes. Uh, it's like, oh, oh, we're doing this. Okay, this is how it's going to be. That's so brutal. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's you know, it's it's sci-fi action, but you know, it. it That's unlike those old sci-fi shows. They were yeah, they yeah, were those... very tame that way. Like they yeah. would never. They did the Star Trek thing of like. Yeah, we'll do intense stuff, but not about like we'll leave we'll leave the kids alone. Like there there are certain uh, and, you know, lines. We, we we're on network television. They don't want us to be showing all this blood. Right, um, right, right. Huh. You know, the this show does not have that problem. Interesting. Um Yeah, um it, it's funny. He takes you, you know how the thing with Master Chief is never see his face in the games. Correct, yes. Uh, and of course, famously, Star Wars has just gotten done doing a big sci-fi series of their own, where they got where their guy does also doesn't take off his helmet, right? Uh, the Mandalorian. Never heard. So of this it. show makes very clear in Episode One, like the third scene with Master Chief, man's getting his helmet off, so you can see that he's Nikki Sabatka. Um, <laughs> oh, is that? I didn't even realize that. Yeah, that, yep, I guess that Pablo makes sense. Schreiber. I mean, and that's the funny thing because Master Chief is supposed to be huge. Uh, Schreiber is six six. They don't really need to put him on stilts to no. communicate the size of Master Chief. Now, um, why did they, so? Okay, Nikki gets it, but why not? Why not the other Sabatkas? I want to see. I want to see Ziggy <laughs> as Master Chief. Well, Ziggy, Ziggy, I think Ziggy would be best as a Covenant uh, grunt. You know, You're typecasting Ziggy again. Yes, I am. I think he'd be great um, as a, he and his duck. He could bring his duck. Yeah. So the biggest problem with the series so far is I'm pretty sure we're like the season's going to end with them getting to the titular Halo. Uh, like, yeah, I remember you saying that. I, I saw you tweet that. It's like that's where the pacing is setting. Like, obviously, like they're, they're searching for it right now. This is a show has been renewed for a second season. Just just thinking, I'm thinking about that. That classic. Um, oh, that classic. Uh, uh, oh, uh Upright Citizens Brigade uh, sketch where it's like uh, I had the titular line in Star Wars. It's like I had the titular <laughs> I had the titular line in Halo. We we got to get out of this Halo, guys. Yeah. Um. There's actually a Mass Effect reference in the first like twenty oh, minutes. Really? Yeah. Uh. It's like it's just it's over a loudspeaker. Commander Shepard, please report to the Skillion uh, way station or something. I'm I'm Commander Shepard, and this Skillion way station is my favorite place on the <laughs> on the yeah. Halo. Um. um which That's is cool. a, yeah, which is funny because and obvious because like the plot of the first 
episode is more or less uh, John Halo doing the Eden Prime mission John from Halo. Mass Effect 1. I mean, that's oh, his okay. name. John 117. John Halo. Um, that's a fun mission, Eden Prime. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it is. It's, um, it's one, of the, like, one of the all-time best openings, I think. Yeah, just like Eden Prime, everybody, every civilian in the um, in the first first mission in Halo dies. <laughs> Darn Geth. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, I cool. think it will stick the landing. It's it's not like it's junk. It's it's the sort of it's it's like the sci-fi version of The Witcher. Let's say like not in structure or like you right. know, the only way in, in which they're comparable is that they're like well-made junk food. Well, yeah, I mean, and that that is that is similar to the, to the sci-fi stuff where like the you know the Witcher actually had that kind of thing as well where it was like oh yeah remember those shows like you know like Xena Xena and yeah. And yeah like yeah. oh yeah those those junk shows yes I do remember those they were they were kind of fun and like they existed and they weren't you know prestige television or whatever they were something different um, yeah uh, that totally makes sense I mean like if you if you have your Xenas you, they're not the same time time frame but if you have your Xenas you have your start your uh, Fars- Farscapes yep. and that just makes sense to me. And I'm, you know, I'm glad we're getting back to that sort of stuff with these budgets because there was that long period of time in the middle where everything was just like trying to be the Sopranos or trying to be the Wire. Um, and, well, you know, they did hire a Wire guy for this, so I don't know, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um. What else we got? I think we can just go into talking about our games. Yeah, we we were playing the same game still. Yeah, it's, we're still playing Elden Ring. Uh, it's I, a long actually, game, man. <laughs> it is. It's. Uh, I don't understand I, how they think you can beat it in sixty hours. That's um, maybe that, as like a that, second time through where you know what you're doing and you have like a dedicated route and stuff. But boy, I I'm not I'm not through it, and I'm at like eighty. They gave it to those poor reviewers. Oh, uh, the early access. They gave it to him like five days before the game. Yeah, Dia dropped. did that. And I remember she was like, yeah, I've just been up all night with Elden Ring. Yeah. And made it like and, 60 hours in. And it's like, well, I'm not going to finish it. <laughs> no, I don't like you have to. You I mean, obviously, we've seen the speed runs, right? Like, sure. You can technically get through the game in a minute and a half. But you're entirely you're in menus the entire time, tricking the game into teleporting you the wrong places. Uh, and out of, getting out of bounds errors. The actual, like, I'm going to try to do this game like sort of like a normal person speedrun is still got to be about two or three hours. It's um, a, I mean, it's a, it's a massive game. Like, it's yeah. huge. And like, even outside of the typical, like, oh, it's hard kind of FromSoft thing, which I mean, it is, but like, even outside of that, it's just, I don't know, it's just big. Like, it, it your your ability to just like, speed through it and get to like get to the you know get to the good stuff like you could do that in dark souls like almost by design where they're like there are the two bells like okay if you want to like do this fast just go find those two bells you you know yeah. give you we'll even give you some hints um but like this it's like yeah there are some hints but you basically have to like you have to go everywhere i'm really impressed by how when you say how big you meant you mean mostly mean narrative space and size but like just the verticality oh yeah and the 100 the the this the way you can the way the, th- the the way you see things and the way things aren't occluded from you so you can just see the vast size of those cliffs um and of the places like of, of how far up in the sky the the fire giant kiln is compared right. to like Limgrave. I, I can't remember who said it. It was one of the people I talked to when it first came out. It might have even been on Twitter. I don't know. It might not have been on the show. But um, uh, someone said it's basically skybox porn, and it it yeah. is like in 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 many ways this is like this is just like do you like skyboxes the game? Um, and the answer is of course yes, we all do. <laughs> so um, it, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, I have I have characters disease. I always have to restart my characters, so I have like five hundred. 600 hours in the game mm-hmm. and I haven't beaten it yet. <laughs> I've seen end, I've seen endings. I've seen stream. Uh, as I said last time, I've seen st- streamers play the endings, but I still, you know, I, I, every time I play my mage or my samurai or whatever for X amount of time, I either want to restart a new character. Or I want to go to someone else and do the same thing, but a different way with a different character. Um, makes sense. And yeah, so I'm still not done with the game. They're still adding like, because they shipped, the game unfinished because every game ships unfinished. Right. Really. That's not, that's not unique. Uh, right. There's always, there's always stuff in the files that isn't used, uh, but they've been going in and like 
all right, now the game's out. We have time. Let's finish these NPC quests. Yeah. Uh, they just did a huge uh, balance patch that also, you know, finished up the patches characters uh, quest content, which oh. I'll never see because I kill that guy every single time. Ah, oh, come on. As soon as I see him, he's a dead man. No, he's nice. Be nice to patches. Absolutely not. You're right. Um, he's not nice, but he's in every game. So you have to you have to, you have to appreciate every, his you have to appreciate his grift. He's like consistently. And, in every game he dies. Um, I don't. I, what is the one? I, I think in Dark Souls three is the one where you get the most out of not well, the most content out of not killing him immediately, and like in a way that allows you to kill him later for funnier ways and, and reasons. But um, no, he's uh, you know I, I I'm. Mostly kidding. Eventually, I will see all of Patch's content. But, you know, they, they added in uh, a bunch of Nefali Lu stuff um, in the last patch. They made it so that the little uh, Seamster guy actually spawns for a bunch of people. Uh, yeah, I, I found him recently. Yeah, I was little like, Seamster uh, guy. Um, I, I had not seen him at all until patch one point. I had to look up what was happening because, like, with the little guy, he's like, hey, I'm here. I'm tree. Look at me. And it's like, I he was, doesn't say I'm a tree. He says, like, don't pretend you can't see me. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what? I was able to I was able to figure him out because I was wearing headphones. and I was able to, like, pinpoint, like, where the sound mm, was coming from. That's smart. Yeah. Um, But there was like a bug where he wouldn't like his dialogue wouldn't activate. So he was always yep. there. I had that problem but, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And like now, yeah, he just he showed up in um, he showed up in another part of the game recently. And like he was just there and he's like, oh, hey, do you remember me? And I'm like, wow. <laughs> a friend showed up neat um no. yeah and then i'm i didn't realize that a folly lu quest hadn't hadn't been completed i'm glad that that was because i got to the end of that recently and it was it was very it was very it was a nice conclusion it was a yeah it was a, a nice narrative uh ending i i i like i i am all about the horrible depression of uh character uh, uh characters in um in souls games but slight spoiler for nefali lu's quest i'm glad that wasn't as dark like i yeah. i liked i liked that she got a little a little something back i mean there's there's so many characters in this game uh where you can get your fix of uh despair porn um yeah yeah the uh, whole world yeah <laughs> i did and, i did see someone online I, I hope it wasn't a friend but it was because i'm it's I, i'm gonna say something a little oh well not mean but dismissive of their opinion but they they are like someone was like well what's this game about like is it just like atheism bad, God good? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, like, definitely. That's 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 what? The, how'd you, that's the meaning. That's the how'd Jesus you get Christ. that out of this game? Like what is what? Uh, like if I wanted to uh sneeringly reduce the concepts and themes of Elden Ring down into a sentence, it would be the exact opposite of that sentence. Yeah, it this would be game uh, hates God. <laughs> It sure hates traditions and like yeah. ambition. It really doesn't like ambition. Um, there is like I don't. This is going to be slight. We'll, we'll talk slight. The game's been out for like three months, uh, two months. So we're going to talk slight spoilers here. America is the villain of Elden Ring. Like, yeah, of course. Well, without shouldn't shouldn't even be a spoiler if you've played a Souls yeah. game before. Yeah, like the the god the the sort of like figure that everyone's like, oh, go find go find like our. Our special, our special little guy. Like, they're the bad guy. They're, they're always the bad guy. Like to the to the extent that there is a spoiler, the the whole thing about how America uh, is Radagon mm -hmm. is is you know that's the big spoiler. But right. yeah, it, it's pretty obvious from the jump that everything is America's fault, done on purpose. Um, my favorite, it, my favorite thing, and and this is this is a spoiler, but my favorite thing so far is that um, when you get to the um, the Erd tree and you can't uh you can't like progress um you know your 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 little like friend consort uh companion comes by and says like hey you know we could burn the Erd tree um yep. and unlike unlike a lot of like in in uh dark souls like any anytime you sort of get like um heretical advice there's always the the, the character who's been telling you to do it the right way being like no don't do that <laughs> like like um what what's his name the 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 serpent in um in dark souls uh, one uh Framp. yeah Framp. Dar yeah king seeker Framp. um it's just like absolutely don't don't like go off script like no um 
I love that. I love that in this one. You talk to the two fingers or the the, the, the two lady. Yeah, and she's, and she's like, like, "Yep, burn that shit." He's like, "Yeah, you know, two fingers is really confused about what we're supposed to do. Uh, it's, it's talking to the higher power, but it's gonna take about like three hundred years. Uh, I don't know. Maybe go like you shouldn't burn it down. That's a cardinal sin." And then she's like. But what's a cardinal sin anyway? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, you know, we ain't got that time. I like that a lot. I was, yeah. I, I appreciated, I appreciated that that uh, that switch up in the formula. That was that was yeah. pretty cool. Um, yeah, the uh, great. Uh, it's very very weird to be in a place where like I finally actually like something that George R. R. Martin was uh, part of making. Once again, we find that the the noble fantasy author is uh, is best served by just a little bit of forced constraint, just yep. a little. Here's the thing: I wonder if George R. R. Martin knows that America is Radagon. I wonder, like, I wonder where his where, where his level of knowledge checks out, because I assume he's not responsible for the cosmological. Part of this, he's responsible. Yeah, probably. For stuff like you know, the relationship between the noble houses, um, the fact that all of the NPCs have his initials to start their names. Now, listen, um, it's just because they're common initials, John. I don't yeah. know if you saw his comment on that, but it's because many people's names start with J and G R and R and M. Yeah. Um. Sure, George. Sure. Uh, yeah, but he was, you know, I know he's re- he's probably responsible for that level of like, all right, so because because uh, the Carrions and the Erdtree going to war and then Radagon marrying um, Renala and then Radagon leaving Renala to go back to America. That's all very germ shit. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I think I think the other America and Radagon being the same person, not exactly his wheelhouse. No. And I think I, I do think that like. um and we'll we'll stop with the spoilers. I'm sorry, but like and we, you know, but I think like my final thought, and I won't say that it's your final thought. You can have the final mm-hmm. word. Um, but my final thought on it is basically like the one thing that I think I would give George R. R. Martin on this one and say that it was his his influence, and it's a very positive influence, is the 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 very straightforward uh, like thing that Morgoth says, like when he. When you get to the Erd Tree and Morgoth just goes like, look, here's all these people. And he like he names them like they're the Justice League. He's like, there's like there are the twin prodigies like uh, Michaela and uh, and um, uh, whatever. Melania. 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 Uh, like, oh, yeah. These are all the people, you know, and love like we all the all the stars are here. And then he says they all were terrible because they had the <laughs> they had ambition. And I was like, yeah. OK, yeah, that's. That's really that's like cool that that it said that that straightforwardly. It's not unlike a Dark Souls theme, but it's yeah, it's one that needs to be said straightforwardly there. And I I think that that's like that has George R. R. Martin to me written all over it. Just saying yeah. like, yep, everyone was bad because they all shared the same central flaw. It's like oh yeah, that's that's what that's what Game of Thrones is about. <laughs> Margot is probably one of the more sympathetic characters in the game. Like yeah. a guy who was hated by his parents. An outcast, like the game, he basically just calls him a racial slur over and over again. Yeah. The guy has a bunch of names for himself. Like he is uh, Margot the Grace Given. He is Margot the Margot the Last King. Um, he's Margot the Blasted when Omen. His boss bar appears. He's Margot the Omen King. Yep. And we you notice when Margot Mar uh, M A R the first boss his his lesser version his like wandering knight version Margot. Uh when Margot appears, he calls himself Margot the Fell. That's mm. his name. Yeah, Fell Omen. Boss yeah. bar says Margot the Fell Omen. <laughs> if you just replace that with like a beep <laughs> like <laughs> you know uh, they, they don't like being called that. It's not a good thing to be. Like it's you know yeah. um Yeah. It's just very funny. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I will continue to have a lot of fun with it. I want to see what they're going to do for DLC. Me too. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I think I was I like, I was kind of of two minds about the game for a while, and like, I think it's it's I've come around fully on it. I, I don't know. Like, I it is it is its own really interesting thing. Um, I have a bunch of stuff that I'm I'm just planning on doing a small Patreon episodes to kind of work out my ideas on it because uh, uh, I have a lot of ideas about it, and like, I'd like to kind of think through it a little more. Cool. Mechanically, I think the bleed, uh, I think making bleed really work is my favorite thing they did. 
Yeah, uh, bleed, the status effects are also bleed fun. builds bleed builds rock. Um, ha- having a status effect called death. Oh, yeah, very like good. All the status effects kill you. <laughs> yeah, I love I love that they 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 made those horrible little like goofy eye monsters and all the from games yep. even worse now because they they institute death on you, which is like far worse than curse, which is hard to imagine, but somehow true. Yeah. All right. I think that'll right. do it for us. The, bir- the go. birds are out, so you gotta. Yeah, I gotta. One, I gotta close this window. And no, gotta, it's cool. Know, it's, I like it. It's, uh, it's chores day. Ah, uh, chores day is on it? Saturday. Saturday is the cleaning day and the chores day and the taking care of the dog day. Well, enjoy, John, and thank you for being here. And uh, we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Always. <laughs> <laughs>